Ass Breakfast. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. They look so good. I called the police. Do not tell me you've come here looking for pot. We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I do one. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Spark one up. You spark one up. (coughs) That's right, we sparked one up. Oh shit, because it's Tuesday. What else are you going to do on a token Tuesday? Hang out in the bowl, that's what. That's right, you're back for another one. It is January 18th, 2022. And this indeed is episode 129 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're one of the lovely bowlers that's joining us. Yes, welcome bowlers. Welcome, welcome. Maybe listening on the No Agenda stream. Maybe listening on the Bowl After Bowl stream. Hanging out in the Bowl After Bowl chat. Or maybe listening in a future date from a new podcasting app easily findable at newpodcastapps.com wherever you're coming from we're glad you're here have a seat, relax, find a beanbag chair make yourself comfortable and uh get right into it man it's been been an eventful week it has lots going on yeah and uh at the very top of my happening list Blue Douche is back Woo! can you believe it that made my Day made my weekend, made my life. Yeah, yeah. Blue douche appears in troll room. Ah, so happy! What a relief! Yes, so it's cool to have him back. He did have a second stroke, but uh, recovering enough to punch his thumbs all over the phone again. Yeah, is always good to see. So, gotta send some major health karma, recovery karma his way. Yes, cheers to you, blue douche. Yeah, we love you. Don't stop douching. (laughs) Um. Yeah, we had a big week. Uh, had a little bowls with buds on Friday. Yeah, Mister Cold Acid joined us. That's right, a rare encounter. Absolutely. Wednesdays, six p.m. Central. Check them out. Yes, they are also on the No Agenda stream. And uh, wow, we had a good time, and we talked surprisingly a lot about uh, tryptamines. Man, I didn't expect that. No, I didn't, I didn't expe- either. I mean, I should have. It's cold acid. Acid. Yeah, it's not cold base. No. It's not cold coffee. Certainly not. It's cold acid. I did kick myself in the ass the next day, though, because I forgot to ask cold acid about nudepodcastingapps.com. Oh, yeah, nude podcasting apps. You've been promoting that heavily. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. So, uh... Here we go again. <laughs> well, we'll just have to have him back on and, and talk about That's it. That's right. It's we always actually, good. We actually already have him in the books. That's right. We booked for him... For a future episode. So he was on episode 128, and of course, you can find... That interview and all of our Bulls with Buds interviews at bullswithbuds.com. Uh, but yeah, we booked him for 128, and he pointed out that he needs to be back for episode 256, of course. So Lorian's got that already scheduled. Yes. Uh, locked in. It's locked in. Nothing, On the bowl books. Nothing you can do about it. It's going to happen. Uh, what else? What else? There's a lot going on. Tonight, I want to point out, uh, is kind of the last magical window 
of the uh, full woo full wolf moon. So we're under the wolf moon. Absolutely. It peaked last night. Uh, should say yesterday evening, just after 6 p.m. But uh, for magical purposes, them full moons, they last three days. Three days. So you get a day before, you get a day after, you get the day of. So get out there and howl at that thing while it's still big and bright in the sky tonight. Yes. We saw it uh, while driving with the Kodos last night. That was cool. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it was. I love it when it's just like, it's right there on the horizon. Just so fat. Huge. Huge. I've heard teacher friends talk about full moons making kids extra crazy in class, extra wild. And I definitely, this weekend it was like, with the full moon coming up, I guess, it was tough for me to sleep. And I usually don't have trouble sleeping. Yeah, you know, my mind was just wide awake. Notice that too. I never, ever have problems sleeping. And the exceptions prove the rule. And uh, this weekend was an exception for sure. Full moon energy. Yep. Yeah, not too shabby. Coding class started yesterday, so I'm back at that full time. This time, they're paying you That's right. to take the class, except for help with the class. It's a good way to do it because, well, obviously, getting paid rather than paying. But I just feel like I, I learn more uh, helping people where they get stuck because where people get stuck is all the important parts to know. And so helping people get unstuck, you just, I mean, I relearned so much. We did source control today. And source control and GitHub, when I first went through the full stack program, was like a big thorn in my side. I didn't know anything about GitHub. I'd never used it before in my life. And um, kind of during the track as I was going through, I was also getting into uh, the podcasting 2.0 stuff. And so Dave Jones would like send me a link to a GitHub <laughs> and my eyes would just glaze over. I didn't know what the, and it's not like it's complicated, right? When you go to a GitHub page, you're looking at a folder of files and you're looking at, you know, the code itself. So it's not like it's rocket science, but it's just like such an unfamiliar environment, first of all. And then if you're not familiar with any of the languages that are used in a certain repo, it gets a little cocaine shit stain kind of situation, you know, where you're just like, and uh, God, he must have thought I was a full fledged retard because, you know, it's not that I'm not. But I was just like, man, I can't handle it. Anytime somebody sends me a GitHub repo, uh, my brain falls out of my head. And I don't feel that way anymore. So thank God. You know, a little bit, a lot a bit more, I should say. Yeah, I would hope so. About making repos, making branches, pushing, pulling, all of this crap that you got to do, all the commits when you got to do them um, to keep your code straight and keep your uh, keep your source under control. I like to take a little peeksy at GitHub every once in a while. I don't have uh, a user on there, but I read in the little forums and nah. see what's going on. Got to get my boost bait off of there. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. about getting them green squares, man. Yeah, that's what I... I would love to have a user and start earning my green squares. I look at that. I'm like, that's so cool. You could totally get some green squares, man. It's like sporkle for coding. You should get some green squares. Just learn some Python code and uh, get some green squares. Yeah, I did uh, yesterday see... Uh, some online learn python thingy a book i was looking into that i yeah. might start working on because you know all hands on deck right so is that the book that bored stupid and i were working through i don't know i don't remember um, i remember I had a picture of a knight on a horse and it's <laughs> this book called automate the boring stuff teaches oh, you all about yes. python automate the boring stuff that's right and uh 
he's the guy that turned me on to that, Board Stupid. So thank you, Board Stupid. And someday I will finish that damn book. And in fact, when I start working on it again, I'll reach out to him. Oh, I might beat you at finishing it, though. That would be cool if that you did. That would be cool. Because I have a lot of other stuff to do right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, for instance, the live tag. Yes. Uh, which I did not uh, really make progress on because once it was finalized, it kind of got unfinalized, sort of. Oh. Now there's some changes being demanded. Um, I don't really feel like getting into it too deeply, other than to say that uh, uh, I expected to put it in over the weekend, and now I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to need for it. Okay. With new requirements that are being demanded. So, um, so that, that's going to be waiting. It's going to be waiting for a little bit. But uh, in the meantime, Stephen Bell is working on a uh, solution that might not even require a live tag at all. Oh. And he's playing with some stuff via CurioCaster. So uh, by next week, we might be able to have uh, whatever he's putting together rocking. Cool. For our show. Go uh, CurioCaster. That should be interesting. And Steven, he is such an ass kicker, man. He's been uh, one of the guys who puts just everything in as it comes out. He's always on the absolute bleeding edge of this thing. So he's like... <laughs> The coder I want to be, if I only could code things like, um, I don't know, like it was a uh, second nature to me. I'm still at like a second graders reading and writing level kind of thing when it comes to coding. So, well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I can make certain things happen, but in order to make full applications or do full things, it takes me some time. You know. Yeah. And I really got to wrap my head around it and you know scaffold it out and really, uh, you know. Climb the mountain on it, really. That's, I know. That's the thing I'm talking about. I'm Climbing the mountain. I'm standing at the bottom of the mountain, looking up at the top, thinking, oh, <laughs> what gear do I need to put on before I start this hike? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's good to know stuff. It's good to know stuff because more and more things are going to automation, you know? And so if you know how to do that kind of stuff, oh. then not only can you make your life easier by implementing some of it, but you can also potentially... Uh, be less vulnerable to getting screwed over because you know how stuff works and you can look at, okay, well, I want to use this service, but how does it work? Yes. And if you can't figure out how it works, maybe it's not trustworthy kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But not always. Good it just points. depends. Depends. Some things are so complicated that you'll never learn how they work, you know. Imagine if we did that with cars. I'm not driving a car unless I know how it works. Right. Then and I drive, never... a f I drive a hybrid, so. <laughs> Battery under your ass. Yeah. I don't know how any of that shit works. Uh, Big Bad post in a stream on Sunday. Larry Moe Cratched on abs in a six pack. Sir, sir, seat sitter. Yes. That was a fun one, man. That all, was. All kinds of, I mean, it wasn't touching the third rail. It was like pulling your pants down and sitting your bare ass on the third rail for four hours. <laughs> or maybe, I'm not sure how long it went. Yeah, Booberry uh, hopped longer. in. It was a good one. Half. It was a great one. Yes, and boobs joined. Boobs joined in there in the second half. And uh, dang, what a show, man. That was fun. They talked uh, about a lot of different mass shootings and uh, what stunk about each certain one. And uh, it was cool to hear everybody's different takes. And uh, Sir Seedsitter brought a lot of clips that uh, he says four and a half hours. So I was real close. I was listening live. So I, I thought it was about that. Yeah, a lot of clips that had uh, kind of been, have kind of been memory hold. So it's cool to every once in a while kind of re-explore those things and say... Oh, yeah, I remember this. You remember this? Yeah. I remember this. You remember how we have no answers? Right. 
How it's still so fishy. No answers to the Later. paddock thing. No answers to the Sandy Hook parents thing. There's just weird stuff. And, uh, yeah, Boston you know, bombing. Um, it's, it's important with these things to kind of just have a mental thought experiment. You know, nobody's really drawing any conclusions because we don't really know what the hell is going on. But it's just important to look and say, well, this is what we were being told, which just seems like it couldn't be possible. And so what else could it be? I don't know. Let's like think about it. Let's like think. I don't know. Thinking is very, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people don't like thinking. It can be dangerous, I guess. It can be dangerous, but uh, I like to stay dangerous, you know? Hell yeah. Christopher Battles told us we had to stay dangerous, so that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, speaking of boobs, Boobs and Lavish last night announced that they also are going to travel to Nashville. Yes! And uh, join us at the, the frickin' Nashville No Agenda Valentine's meetup. So excited. At the roller rink. And we learned tonight... Who else RSVP'd but Toons and Mousy Bear? Yes. So this thing is just like, it, it, it's off the chain. It's getting more off the chain as we go. Who else? We, Sir Chris Vox told us he's going to be there. Uh, I saw the post from Dame Jennifer originally saying Adam and Tina were there. That's when I was like, man, maybe we should think about getting a place, you know? We just kind of yeah. made it happen. So we're going to go out there. Yeah, we meet, really did just make it happen. Meet us last night in the chat was saying, I'll try to get out there. I think I need to try and get out there. Oh, please. So Minas might be out there. Yeah. Sir Seat Sitter will be there even if it means a divorce. So oh. you can put that in your planner, <laughs> my man. You can put Bring that the baby. in the planner. I'm going to be carrying my... Possible. Uh, oh, me, oh, my. Carrying the wolf cub. Uh, I got a second arm. I can carry another baby. <laughs> when I see you in Tennessee at the Nashville meetup, Sir Seat Sitter, I will give you um, some marriage karma in person. I'll hand you some in person. Um... So we talked about our Bowls with Buds with Cold Acid. We have a Bowls with Buds coming up on Friday. We do. And you're very excited. Yes. Illuminadia is coming back to the bowl. She's back. That's right. So tune in. Friday, 9 p.m. Central, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Be there. 9 p.m. Central. Or be square. 7 p.m. West Coast time. And uh, we'll, we'll be rocking again. Bowls with Buds. It's always fun. It's always a good time, and Illuminati was great last time, and we'll get an update yes. on her baby. I know. It was born the day before our baby. I know. They're so close to the same age. Little babies. We'll be talking babies on Friday night, and you won't want to miss it. Just a day apart. All. Uh, another thing we don't want to miss, because we usually start the show out pretty early with this, but we've been sneaking it a little bit further back due yeah. to listener feedback. We sneak it a little further back, but we always like to thank our producers before we get too deep into this bowl and uh just still no exception so this is a value for value podcast and what that means is every every week we sit down here and we bring you the bowl and we bring you the news about what's going on in drug war legislation and where we saw 33 in the headline and uh just kind of what's been going on in the community we like to talk about all this kind of stuff and we bring it to you in a product that we try to put as much value in as we can. And it's yours to consume. You can take the bowl, spark it up, pass it around. All we ask is that you return some kind of value if you found value. If you don't find value, you don't owe us nothing. Uh, and we apologize for wasting your time. But if you find some value, then uh, we ask that you would put a number on it and send it back to us in the form of, oh heck, it can be PayPal donation, the traditional method of value for value, the traditional vehicle, or 
there's this new thing going on, newpodcastapps.com. We mentioned it at the beginning of the show. The podcasting 2.0 value ecosystem, where you can stream us little bits of Satoshis, or you can send us a boostogram. Uh, you can do that in any new podcasting app. And the page now has filters. They look so beautiful. You should check it out and click on them and watch them all disappear. Go to newpodcastapps.com, and you're going to want to filter by value. So click on that value, and then all of those are the ones that you can use to boost us and, even more fun, boostagram us. And uh, let's see. We had a couple of new boostagrams going on. Um, see, we got boobs from the cold acid interview, which we talked about. Look at me. I'm the one boosting now. Boobs, and then boobs. uh we have a new booster for Ooh. the very first time. And uh, this is from Daza NZ on No Agenda Social. And Daza says, just getting into the new podcasting apps, Dreb Scott gave me some sats to redistribute. I know you guys love first time stories. So this is my first time making a boost. All right. How do you like them apples, man? Here's your cue to boost. You know you want to. That's right. You know you want to. You want to. Thanks, Dazza. Appreciate it. Yeah, and welcome to the club. And thank you, Dreb Scott, too, for just sprinkling sats out there to the satless. Uh, I saw his post where he was talking about it. sprinkling sats to the satless and uh, getting people on board in this thing, you know, getting them some sats to play around with. That's a beautiful way to do it because you give somebody some sats, then they can play with it, and then when they run out, they're like, man, I want some more. I want to get some more. And they send it in. So thank you, thank you. We also have... Like I said, the traditional method, we call it PayPal. We call it cock bucks. There's many names for it. Fun fiat coupons. U.S. dollars, Federal Reserve notes. <laughs> we get some uh, on a recurring basis. And this week we got our top executive producer, Farmer Todd, is back. Woohoo! Farmer Todd. And uh, he sends in 3369. Right. 69! 69, dudes! Yeah! Thank you, Farmer oh, Todd. And, uh, great he numbers. Gives us a short, sweet note. Cheers to all the cunning linguists out there in the bowl. Hell yeah. In the bowl, Farmer Todd. Oh. In the bowl, Farmer Todd. And in the bowl to all the cunning linguists. He's right. Cheers. Right. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Uh, so it's not all about dollars and cents and sats and all this. That's the treasure portion of time, talent, and treasure. But of course, there's other things you can do. You can send in... Clips, news articles, things you want to see on the show, your feedback. You can pass the bowl, which we always ask you to do. And uh, what else can you do? Oh, one of the simpler things. I mean, passing the bowl is the simplest. But you can also give us a call, leave a voicemail, or send a text message. Every week we have a first time I ever topic. And this week we want to know about the first time you ever tongued a hole. All you've got to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of wars will That's right. First time I ever tongued a hole. I think I put the status incorrectly a few days back when I said it. Oh. And I had accidentally said it for finger to hole. Oh, no, no, no. We're sticking tongues in holes tonight. But it was tongue to hole. You're correct about that. And uh, the back office just angrily looked at me like, what? So, so I apologize. What? 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 I apologize to the back office. What? And uh, what? 
All right. All right. It's correct now. And uh, those answers still count. So uh, we're not giving even partial credit. It's full credit. Full credit. If you talked about fingering a hole, it's still full credit. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. Blame it on the weed. All you got to do to get partial or full credit is call 816-607-3663 or text if you're voice shy and let us know. Let us know the first time. We won't tell nobody. I also want to say, if the bull doesn't provide enough value to you, you need a little something more, a little something extra. My OnlyFans is back up and running. Oh. So you can uh, go over to OnlyFans.com slash Lorian, L-A-U-R-I-E-N, if you like uh, big old titties. Ah, not your all. Or could, it be- or could it be her massive stripper titties? Yeah, that was great. I Erotic had art. You can tell I had that queued up and ready to launch, didn't you? Yes. They, see, now the thing is, OnlyFans finally stopped asking me to upload a picture of my ID and just let me in. So I'm back. I was like, all right, here we go. You're finally respecting me. Not oh. taking down my photos, but still fuck OnlyFans. And as soon as there's a value for value option, I'm doing it. That's right. Uh, we've been talking for a while, actually, about some sort of a value for value spin on smut stuff with a little bit of uh you know the sat stream or whatever sat boost maybe a paywall thing um in a sat environment you could have it like be sort of like a flexible or escalating paywall kind of like the that uh bar where the more popular each draft is like it gets more expensive when people order it more you ever hear of that no i haven't heard of this bar that's uh, interesting my buddy was telling me about this bar like a year back it's like um you know, every certain time, or maybe at the top of the hour, all the prices reset to normal, and then you know the price drops the longer somebody doesn't buy one, and then it gets jacked up whenever when anybody buys one. Kind of interesting, uh, different price uh, points you could do. So I've been thinking about all these different things, but it's just kind of a back burner thing, obviously, because we have so much other shiny, awesome things on our to do list. But yeah, any kind of stuff that you're interested in working on or coding with, like I also work way better in team environments or with other people I can bounce things off of and uh, they can help me fix my stuff that's broken and I can help them fix what is broken with their stuff. And kind of the, the collaborative thing has always been better. When I do hackathons, I always come out with something better and way faster. What would take me two months to do, I can do in a weekend just with four people, it seems to me. So... I'm always open to opportunities like that. You can email me, Spencer, at bullafterbull.com if you feel it as well. All kinds of different value we can get going on. The value doesn't have to just be for us. The value is supposed to be for you as well. Like It's supposed to go Yes. value for value. That's right. Not give me your money, bitch. Uh, that's not exactly. what we're after at all. We're after sharing value. We're after increasing the value out there to increase our value up here. It's a, it's a collaborative effort, all of this stuff. So that's the kind of idea behind Value for Value. Uh, and I guess that kind of leads us into... Makes you want to build a node. You know, I realize that we play that every week and some people probably are like, huh? Which is the point. Um... The on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit-stain kind of came out of me talking about lightning over and over again on the show, uh, and a lot of people just being like, huh, what? I don't know. What's going on? I don't know what that is. What does this all mean? And it's become a segment. So 
that's kind of the origin of on-chain, off-chain, cocaine shit stain. It's kind of like none of this stuff makes sense. It just sounds like a non-sequitur until you get in the car and drive. So if you still are uh, just hearing word soup when people talk about lightning or Bitcoin or blockchain or whatever they're talking about, uh, might be a good idea just to, you know, do a little test drive. Do a little test drive, man. Ask me a question about it, whether I'm in the troll room, whether I'm in uh, on the on the Masto, wherever I'm floating around, you know, I can get you set up with some sets, just like Dreb Scott did. Uh, I can get you set up with a few sets and test things out and boost things up. And you can get some yourself. Get something like Strike uh, that makes it really easy to buy stuff, really easy to set up a recurring buy. Um, right now, there's 2,391 sats per dollar, okay? So it's easy to get sats because, you know, I mean, like we had a 500 sat boost. If you spend a dollar on Strike, you could do that four times. You have 500 sat boosts to four shows. Um and it's nice, like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a value is worth a little under a quarter, but you sent 500 of them. It's still a cool time right now to be boosting uh, with triple digit numbers like this because they're just little fractions of a Bitcoin. Everybody's like, oh, $42,000, I don't have $42,000, I can't get a Bitcoin. Well, you can buy a shitload of sats That's all right. for a dollar. So try it out, man. Get in the car. Do a little test drive. What do you got to lose? A dollar. You might have a dollar to lose. Um, you have a hell of a lot more to gain though, because uh, you look at this lovely chart. This is a fun chart. If you just check out usdsat.com, it's a little graphical representation of uh what a dollar was worth in sats since the whole start of the thing. And uh, well, let's just say it doesn't really boost confidence in the dollar. Yeah, I, I like that imagery there. Went to a Bitcoin meetup on uh, Thursday, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, it was last Thursday. Last Thursday. Uh, Kansas City Bitcoin meetup was very cool. It was a fun time. Um, I expect it to be pretty neat, but I didn't know what I was going to get into, you know. And there was a great turnout. There was like 40 people there. Uh, I met s- plenty of coiners. I met some podcasters. Ooh. Uh, in fact, there's some guys who do the KC podcast. They've just started it out. It's like in its early stages. They have four episodes. Um, as of the last time I listened, I'm not sure if they've put a new one out in the last like four or five days or something. Uh, but if you're interested, it's called Orange Pill Addicts Podcast, and they are set up on Podcasting 2.0, and they're not reading Boostergrams yet, so I'm going to get them, uh, you know, I'm going to try and give them some tips and some stuff to get plugged in more and uh, more interactive. Uh, Hell yeah. I think it's pretty cool, uh, but they they have a cool information about Lightning, you know, if you want to know more about Lightning and, and the laydown and stuff. It's fun to hear other people talk about it. Um Orange Pill Addicts podcast, yeah. And the author should be Kansas City, I think, KC Bitcoin guys or KC Bitcoiners. So, yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, the Ring of Fire, got a million sat capacity Ring of Fire coming up. I have five out of the six participants in Locked. Uh, and I just wanted to announce it on the show before I find the sixth guy because I just wanted to make doubly, triply, quadruply sure there wasn't a bowler out there that I'm forgetting who wanted to actually be on it before we launch it. So, um Basically, who we have right now on the Ring of Fire number four. This is our fourth one. Uh, I had said that I'm stepping out of it, which added this extra slot, basically, because I'm going to wait and do a two million capacity one after we get this first one launched. But we have Lorian. You're still doing this one. Yes. Uh, we have Zero Fees Node, which is going to be participating in both of them cool. and hopefully giving us more routing power. It's a very well-connected node. Uh, C-Dubs is in. Chris from Connecticut with his brand new node. 
Oh, yeah, Chris. And Cold Acid told us he was down like a clown. Yeah, Cold Acid. So if you are the sixth guy, you'll have to email me, Spencer, at bullafterbull.com and let me know. Let me know. Basically, what? why would I want to participate in this Ring of Fire as a podcaster? Well, you will get uh, two channels in our ring going f- from you to two other people in our ring. Both uh, channels will be one million sack capacity, but you only have to pay for one of those channels. So you bring the first channel, somebody else will open a channel to you reciprocally. Uh, I shouldn't say reciprocally. It's in a chain. It's in a circle. So cyclically? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. When it comes to shapes, I just know it's a ring of fire, gosh dang it. And uh, yeah, two for the price of one. So if you want two million sat channels and you only have one million sats, well, now's the perfect time. And that's what I got. That's what I got for the shit stain. Hell yeah. It was a nice one. It's a ring. We're all going to hold hands and share Satoshis. That's right. That's exactly how it goes. (laughs) Ooh, and speaking of Satoshis, still seeing trickles coming in from Abel and the Wolf, which is so exciting. I love seeing that. Ah, yes. That's fun. Yeah, you did uh, two of the arts. Yep. Two arts. Two arts on the album. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Abelandthewolf.com, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, we have all the art displayed there, and then we have a little how do you listen thing, which is kind of like our own version of newpodcastapps.com where it shows all the podcast apps you can send value in. And yeah, we done did an album. Done did it. Oh yeah, uh, Boobery mentioned to me he tried to clip some Abel and the Wolf on Fountain. And uh, the way Fountain is set up, it's set up for talk. It's set up for spoken word. So if you go on Fountain and you want to clip a podcast, you hit the clip button. Looks like a little crop tool. And then the wheels start spinning and it says transcribing. And a robot transcribes the whole episode, the whole entire MP3. And in some cases, it's not an episode. In some cases, it's a song. But regardless, they show you the transcript. So they show you all the words that they could detect. They show you all the words the robot heard. And then basically, you take your clip just by highlighting or selecting the words that you want to clip. So it's not by time code. Mm. Um, at least the human side of it isn't by time code. Uh, the transcript actually transcribes each time, uh, each word where it is in the times in the time code. So word by word. So it's very cool for sharing podcast talk, uh, spoken word clips because you can just literally just pick the words that you want to clip and then turn them into a clip. But as Boobery learned. It makes it a little difficult if you want to clip some music podcasts mm. or anything that's not, you know, words. Um, I'd be interested, too, to see how many languages are supported or, you know, what how good it is at other languages. But uh, an interesting note. So in that case, when it's just music, can you just pick the times and not go by words? You or? can't. So okay. interestingly, like, you Ooh. would basically have to start wherever it detects a word. Oh, and then, like, uh, if there's a big gap between the words, it won't pull the gap. It'll go to the next word, mm. as far as uh, what I can tell. So, if you want to clip, like, a big musical section or, like, a, a big guitar solo... You can't. You can't. Uh, well, you know. Yet. You can't right. yet. You can't yet. So, we'll uh, we'll reach out to Oscar at Fountain and tell him... We'll, we'll give him a pouty lip or something and say, Hey, man, we want to we wanna clip our... These guys are trying to clip our album and spread the word through Fountain, but they can't. Yeah, can't. Yeah, we'll take a look at it. I'm sure uh, something can be done. That's right. Just give them the big old puppy dog eyes. 
Yeah. Harvhat said they could check the media tag and just not do music, maybe. I'm thinking they could check the media tag and then give you time code options, right? Yeah, like Boobs is saying, it needs to be a separate clip engine or something. Like if if the Fountain app is looking at a feed and the feed says, hey, we're a music feed, our media tag says music, then you go, oh, well, you don't want to transcribe this. We'll just check your uh, SRT file because, you know, you got lyrics right in the feed. There's already, you know, you don't need to transcribe it. Yeah. You can just pull the lyrics out. And the lyrics, in our case, we have lyrics and they're all time-coded already. So all that work's already done. It's in our feed. Abel Kirby wrote them out as SRT files. And then, you know, you just have a little slidey bar or whatever. You just select, a, maybe it shows you the waveform. That would be a cute little thing. And you just select the time you want to cut. Yeah, I like and that. And ba-bam. Because if it's an instrumental song, I might want to be able to clip part of it too. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. I like just having the time code option. Or the, look at the wave file and just select. It's cool. This also might just point to another reason why we just need to make our damn music <laughs> app. So yeah. I don't want to berate the subject. I'm I'm looking at the Python mountain now. Okay. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. Music app. It's coming. We're we're all thinking about. It. There's a lot of us out here thinking about it. We just need to get in the same room and. Even if it's like a, a jitsy room, we just need to sit down at the same room and say, hey, this is what we can build, and then start building. That's right. Someday our music app will come, baby. Someday. And someday there will be no shootings in Chicago. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah, well, a fact of the matter is this weekend was not the day that there were no shootings. There were five killed and 33 wounded in Chicago this weekend. Oh, boy. But a baby step in the right direction. But last weekend, no one was killed, but nine people were injured. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Yeah. Well, so that was close. Good for last week. Just nine bullets away from, you know, that dream day. No one gets shot over a weekend. Uh... Up to 33 Michigan communities may reject federal stimulus money. I liked that they said up to 33 and then didn't specify who all did not submit their paperwork to reap the $3.1 million of stimulus checks. Interesting. Yeah. We don't want the stupid uh, stimulus checks. We just want to not pay taxes. Yeah, what's wrong with that, man? Just let me keep my money that I work for, okay? Don't give me money, just don't take me money. That's right. And, of course, the big magic numbers story of this week was that Biden's approval rating dropped to 33%. I saw that. Yes, the dusty man living in the White House. Massive. Massive indeed. Yep, Knipiak, Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac. University uh, conducted this poll with 1,313 adults, an interesting number, 1313. Uh, there's a, a plus or minus 2.7 percentage point margin of error there, but of course you got to run with the magic number when you see the opportunity. So uh, yeah, that approval rating was a 17 percentage point drop for him. And the magic number did appear in the data later, because uh, 33% of the participants said they want Trump to run in 2024. Mm. Yep. Magic numbers all around. Lots of magic. But not so much with the Kufin, which is nice. Uh, <coughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. There were 33 <laughs> deaths in Bengal. 
that in it? India. That was it for deaths. Uh, there were 33 cases reported in Knox County, Maine. And then the rest, uh, you know, 33 did appear in some headlines, like one in 33 Horry County, South Carolina residents diagnosed with the goof in the last two weeks. Uh, hospitalizations fell as Northwestern Health Unit in Thunder Bay, Ontario reported 33 new cases. UK seven-day infections down 33%. Uh, U.S. COVID hospitalizations up about 33%. And South Florida County's positivity rate at least 33%. So, but there is a local story here I saw. Um, Concerns over Kansas City area testing sites reported to state health officials. And there's this group that has... uh, you know, just grabbed some shuttered buildings and put these, like, cheap printed signs on the outside saying, get your test done here. We have free rapid and free PCR tests. Um, but this group, for lack of a better term, uh, is called the Chicago Center for COVID Control. And they have an F rating on the Better <laughs> Business Bureau. Womp womp. Yeah, people will go there and they'll pay money for expedited results if they need it to travel or go to work or return to work or go to school or whatever. And then they never get their results or their results come back wrong. It might be someone else's results. And there's long delays for the people who paid money for this. So um, I guess the company's also asking for a bunch of personal information that they don't need. So people are raising some red flags around here, rightfully so. And yeah, well... Personally, I don't understand waiting in a line of people who may or may not be sick to find out if you may or may not be sick with low accuracy rates, but... It's definitely... It's a, it's several scams stuck together Def. into a big scam ball. Scam ball. It was a scam ball. It is a scam ball. Um, just like this national headline I saw, wearing a mask makes you more attractive. I was like... <laughs> Damn, that headline thinks you ugly. To a fucking normie, maybe. Yeah, the the mental gymnastics of it is, uh, well, they said that people found blue medical masks to be the most attractive because that equates you with a healthcare person, which equates you with safety. And people, when choosing mates, are looking for safety. Such bullshit. When I see a mask, I think you're sick. Always have, always will. I see a mask, I'm like, you're sick or you're cleaning something but yeah. either way or you got allergies and you're mowing the lawn yeah you're cleaning something you're mowing heavy the pollen lawn. count spring day i mean that's what i i used to use these 3m like white circle masks i would use them th- there was only three times i would use them when i was mowing the lawn because i got some grass and pollen allergies and you know when you're wearing the mask you're not breathing in the allergens because it can block you know grass and pollen particles yeah, big particles. Number two, when I'm sawing something and there's all this sawdust kicked up in the air I don't want to breathe in. You can block sawdust, you know. And number three, when I'm cleaning my garage and I'm kicking up all this dust when I'm brushing the garage floor. Yeah, but these are, you know, things we can see with the naked eye, these particles, <laughs> like dust Mostly. and stuff. Pollen you can kind of see it right. when it, like, lands on your car if your car's a dark color okay. and, like, a yes. bunch of it. Right. Pollen's pretty small, though, but... but uh, yeah, as Fletcher rightly points out, you can't go down on a chick with a mask on, so. No, and also. What's the point? Hang on, just think about that statement. It makes you more attractive. Like, that just insinuates that you're ugly and your face needs to be covered. Don't you think? 
Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't see your face, so you are m- more handsome or more beautiful. That's fucked up. It just reminds me of my new study meme. Oh, a new study meme, huh? Well, my old new study meme. You've seen it. Probably. Not if you made it. Yeah. I would. With the soy wojacks and they're pointing at the new study shows. Oh, study after study. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's <laughs> like, okay, you have a study. Now you have a headline. Now you have millions of retards who believe it when they read it. I got really ticked off this weekend uh, when we went to Costco because we were grandfathered into a membership. Right. Which is a nice, and it's a new experience for me. Uh, I'm not like a... It's another option. Yes, it's another in, option. In your, in your tool belt. But anyways, we're, we are the only people in there without masks on, despite there being no mandate or i don't i didn't even see a sign but i also know that the mask recommendation signs don't even register to me at this point probably um but this lady we were walking by she was probably in her 30s i mean youngish lady she's wearing a mask we're walking right by each other i mean we're almost shoulder to shoulder and she turns her head towards me and coughs and doesn't cover her face because she's wearing this mask but i'm just like the droplets that we talk about you know that those masks just a shitty paper mask it's not stopping the droplets and stuff i think you should still cover your mouth if you're gonna cough i don't know yeah i just thought it was rude it's very i would weird. never cough on someone mask or no mask none of that kind of stuff happens where i'm like in my line of sight either i just have to hear the story about it yeah but you know it turned into a worthwhile trip because at the end well we had this funny moment where the kids were like oh hot dogs i want to eat a hot dog before we left and, you know, Costco's got this dollar fifty for a hot dog and a drink. So we were like, fine, you can have a hot dog. Um, and then I cleaned up the table <laughs> and I threw everything out. And I didn't think about the fact that you need your receipt to leave. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, shoot. Well, maybe they can just reprint the receipt. Go look for a supervisor. Can't find one. And we're, well, we found one, but he just pretended like we weren't there did no, not even look th- that at that wasn't us. a supervisor that okay. was just like a janitor waiting to clock in or out oh really yeah i thought he was standing behind the supervisor desk where the self-help person or whatever I mean, she he was, was in that spot but he was not anybody with any authority well no one with any authority approached us at all so i was just kind of looking around trying to find that person with authority thinking it's that dude ignoring us and i see someone else in line who has no mask on and it's a lady and she smiles at me, and immediately I'm like, wow, that's our midwife. There's our midwife, the only other person in the whole Costco with no mask on. How fucking cool is that? Yeah. So then, of course, we walk up to each other, we hug, we start talking. And how like, we doing? Yeah. Look at the wolf cub. He's so big. He looks just like Spence. It was cool as fuck. I was, I was glad we lost our receipt for that moment. And then we ended up just digging through the trash cans and getting the receipt to get out. Found the goddamn thing. Yeah, you found it. And now that I've got you all worked up over remembering uh, how you had to dig through the trash cans, <sighs> let's go behind the curtain. Yeah, this this would be a good move, I think. Yeah, I know. I made you pretty mad when you <laughs> did that. I know. I, I pull the receipt out of the trash can that Lorian threw away because she even outed herself because I looked through the trash can that me and the kids used to throw all our stuff away, right? <laughs> right? And it wasn't in there, but a bunch of ketchup on soda uh, cups and nasty bullcrap was in there. But no, no, no receipt. And then I'm like frustrated to go back to her. I'm like, it wasn't in there, you know? 
Yeah, I said, well, the trash I and grabbed I went bag. in the other one. She was like, yeah, oh, all the trash I threw away was in the other trash can. <laughs> With that voice. Oh. oh, and then I look, and what What do I find? The receipt. The receipt. Oh, yeah. Went in there, because, you know, no one else is going to go dig through the trash, so that's my job. And then, what's the first thing you say to me when I get back? Oh, we we shouldn't give the kids the receipt <laughs> to hold on to. Yeah, because you... They were playing with the receipts what? at the table. After she had already outed that she clearly <laughs> threw it away because she was the only one that used that trash I can. I thought it was a food oh receipt. I didn't even look. I'm sorry. I'm a supporter of human beings. Bing, 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 bing. I know I already said sorry and thank <laughs> you, but I'll say it again yeah. on the record. Oh, wow. Sorry I uh, threw the thing away without looking, and thanks for digging through the trash for me. Because those trash cans, you know, they come up to my shoulders. <laughs> That's an amazing story, man. That's, That's cool as fuck. I gotta get on my tippy toes just to look into the trash can, <laughs> let alone get my little arms in there and dig yeah. through. Well, you know. You know. Yeah. Small One- price to pay for not having to wait even longer oh. to find somebody to reprint my receipt. Yeah, I know. <sighs> we were, You were huffing and puffing. It's like, dude. About ready to blow the whole Costco this down. This whole cattle trap is all set up so that I had to have bought this shit. And then you're going to give me hot dogs on the way out and expect me to keep my receipt? Like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, this week, Streamify beat Potify at the trademark board. At the Fi Showdown? Yeah. I'm talking about Spotify. Uh, there is this software coming out um, for dispensaries. It's like a you know, like a Yellow Pages of Dispensaries, and they wanted to name it Potify. And of course, Spotify was like, you can't fucking do that. That's too close to our oh, name. Oh, bullcrap. Well, I didn't see a picture of their logo, but from the documents, it did sound like they literally took the Spotify logo and then just got rid of the S. So oh, it was Potify. That's with, just like, lazy. It, it points out that they started it with a lowercase p. Um, but anyway... Hilariously enough, when this was all said and done, the CEO of Potify says that Spotify did not even come to mind when they were coming up with the <laughs> name for Potify. <laughs> okay, no. I know. I was just like, oh, brother. No. That's now just you're just making us all look bad. Sealed your fate there. Yeah, I know. Come on, dog. I mean, come in. Well, then. Should have uh, called it Marijuana Fi, asshole. Oh, that's that's the that's the M word though. I don't know if people are gonna be using that much longer. I know it's just like that's just I like weed-ify. that's the level of dumb that we we're in a sad situation where calling it marijuanafy would have been a much smarter move, <laughs> 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 which is pathetic. Yeah. No. Well, but hey, roll one up, uh, Potify. Yeah. Try again. You can do it. I don't know, dude. Like it's so easy to use uh, like parody law or this or that. Uh, to get around copyright infringement. But if you're just removing a letter, like basically what the company has to prove is that people will be be legitimately confused or mistake this new brand for your actual brand. And yeah. It just, yeah. If you're only just removing one letter from an existing logo, then you just like try a little bit. Come on, man. Right. I I don't understand it. How... A whole letter away. It's a whole different name with a whole different website and whatever. And yet it's infringing somehow. I don't know. Whatever. I get it if it if they literally just shooped the, the S out of the logo and stole the font and everything. But but still, 
parody law. What if Kevin Sabet hired this guy just to do oh. this, just to make us look like total idiots? That's, he might have. That's the extra wrinkly brain conspiracy take. Yeah. Where's the money? Well, Follow the money. I don't know if you Is saw- it Kevin Sabet money? <laughs> the uh, smoke pot to prevent yourself from catching the coof made it onto some light, late night shows this week. And it like made a little light bulb pop up in my brain. I thought, oh shoot, the way that they're mocking it, it's sort of like uh, they want to turn smoking weed into the next ivermectin or something, you know? Hmm. So it's just a mockery. Oh, please tell me more about the cannabis that'll keep me COVID free. And it's like, well, you know. It's so dumb though, you know, because these, these supposed progressive pundits are supposed to be on the side of legalization, right? They're supposed to be on the side of like, free uh people from prison for pot and all this but then anytime they get to have a chance to go well you know who sponsors those networks the one that doesn't like uh herbal remedies and natural medicine and alternative medicine big pharma 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 so yeah of course they're gonna make a mockery of it and whatever i don't know i didn't clip anything i don't have any links but yeah well so the uh, Congressional Research Service published an analysis of hemp-related issues this week uh, to be addressed in the next farm bill, and one of their suggestions was increasing allowable Delta-9 THC from 0.3% to a whopping 1%. Oh, boy. It's like the hemp farmers have a little bit less to worry about. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what we call that, right? I do. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. That's right. Step in the right direction. That's the thing we're supposed to say when we get a tiny little concession and shit's still basically illegal. Yeah. Pinhead sized victory. Neat. Cannabis packaging was discussed at the National Conference on Weights and Measures. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, They voted on three concepts related to this. First, to establish a definition for cannabis and cannabis-containing products. That passed their little vote, their little meeting board vote. Then they uh, voted to develop a policy for the water activity range for marijuana. That passed. But what did not pass was standardizing packaging and labeling requirements, which is what I thought the whole conference was about from the name of it, Conference on Weights and Measures. Yeah, it sounds pretty heavy. And I was like, man, that would stink if every, you know, dispensary had to sell every uh, bud in, like, a prescription bottle that all looks the same and uniform, and you don't get, like, the pretty packaging from different growers. And Yeah, but luckily, no, we don't have to worry about that. So... <clears throat> They're going to have another meeting this summer to revote on these things. And uh, if they pass, they will incorporate their new ideas into federal guidance from the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Oh, yeah. Regulate me harder, Daddy. You make weed look so uncool. So hard. (laughs) Uh, Governor Phil Murphy over in New Jersey signed a syringe access bill into law today which gives the state health department sole authority to approve or terminate needle exchanges, uh, also known as harm reduction centers. And before, towns could opt out of having these needle exchanges. Um, And because of that, there were only seven programs statewide. 
This new law also sets up $5 million from taxpayer money to support these centers and another $10 million out of the taxpayer slush fund for substance abuse treatment programs. So one detail I saw in here of how these centers work, and again, I'm picturing like a DMV with a, I don't know, I guess it says that there's going to be one nurse at each to test people for pregnancy, HIV, other STDs, and then to teach safer injection practices. So you can have a nurse teach you how to shoot up. Do you like bring your shit in to put in the syringe too? I would guess so because it's a, uh, there's other names for these things oh like safe. God. It's we've, something about safety. Yeah, we've talked about we've, this before. We've talked about this before for sure. And it just comes down to just a certain level of cringe that I can't wrap my brain around. Right. Yeah. Um, and the nurse, of course, can refer you for medical treatments if need be. Um, but also, a bill decriminalizing possession of syringes was signed in New Jersey. Uh, and that expunges syringe possession and distribution offenses. Which was the first time I've heard of syringe offenses being expunged. Um, Murphy also signed another measure uh, that creates a local overdose review team to help better understand the circumstances leading to drug-related deaths. Mm. I think they were sad or in pain. That's just my guess. Yeah. For most of those deaths. Yeah. Odds are pretty good. Sick, sad, in pain. Sick, sad world. <laughs> That's right. Well, two months before recreational sales are slated to start, the New Mexico Cannabis Control Division has issued an emergency rule doubling the plant limits for cultivators from 10,000 plants to 20,000 plants. Wowie, zowie, those are some big numbers right there. That's right. They're worried about meeting demand. Well, how about that? How about it? If there wasn't any dumbass ceiling imposed, then, you know, they could just grow whatever the demand is, couldn't they? Right. And there is a grower in New Mexico, Ultra Health, that took to the courts in 2015 uh, when medical was setting up, arguing that the 150 plant limit needed to be upped to 450 plants, uh, which they got. I mean, 450 was the number they were given. Jeez. Um, because there wasn't enough weed for patients. Now they're so up to... Now, said, now they're up to 20,000. 20,000 plants. Temporarily. Uh, this emergency rule is in effect until July. Ugh. Just um, kill the limit. Once you're up to 20,000 plants, who's counting 20,000 plants? Not me. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's ludicrous. Just grow plants, then sell plants. And it's fucking hemp, right? Like, it's you're talking hemp and medical? No, I'm talking for their recreational sales that are about to start in two months. When you're talking hemp, we're talking weed. You're talking weed. You're talking medical weed. You're talking bud. It's fucking plants. I know. If you grow too many, you throw them in the yard and they wither or whatever. The secret to weed is there's never too much <laughs> uh, that's of it. What like, I was gonna say, like you can just. Have you heard of an oversupply of weed somewhere? No. You, oh, that's like uh, it's an abundant resource already, and you can smoke weed. I mean, that's what the cops are gonna do anyways. Go burn it somewhere. Yeah, plenty of people happy to burn it and pay for the privilege to do so. <laughs> it's true. Plenty of people. So what you do is you sell that, and you know, collect your tax revenue and shut the fuck up. So when the cap was originally upped to four fifty plants, Ultra Health went back to court and said four hundred fifty is not enough. And finally, in 2019, 
the limit was increased to 1750. Wow. And then in 2021, the Cannabis Regulation Act went into effect in New Mexico. Um, so the state regulation and licensing department took over and they increased it to 10,000, which Ultra Health challenged again because their stance is there shouldn't be a limit. They're right. There shouldn't be a cap. No. And so cap is ignorant. Um, they are because first in the first place, why are you putting in a cap? What does the cap do now? Immediately in the second place, before I even let you answer, if you're gonna raise the cap every time that you don't have enough plants, what's the fucking point of a cap? Just grow the plants. Just grow the plants. You went from thinking you needed 150 cap to an emergency 20,000 cap. Just yank the cap. It's ignorant. That's ignorant. I mean, I know. Oh, the guy that counts the plants uh, has to find another job, I guess, or, you know, transfer into another department. But, like, that guy can't count to 20,000 anyway. So just forget this cap. Am I, am I the only one here? I've been saying it the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time? Yeah. Um, but, anyways. Ultra Health is still in court with them, and they have until January 24th to respond to this current challenge. Um, also, micro-businesses in New Mexico uh, are not allowed to grow 20,000 <coughs> plants. They have a different license, and uh, their limits are pretty low. Still in the hundreds, not 10,000 or anything. It's crap. It is crap. <clears throat> All right, here's a new lawsuit. It's not new. It's old, but it's finally moving. I'd like to take you back to 2013 when the groundwork was being laid for the medical market in New York. You know, cannabis association and conferences start rolling into town. People start networking, yeah. trying to make some money. Well, uh, everybody likes money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like money, though. There's a group called NYCANA founded by some investors in Syracuse. Uh, they became EP... M-M-N-Y LLC in May 2015. Okay. Terrible having just letters, but bear <laughs> with me. Um, they were all experienced members of the cannabis industry. All right. And the plaintiff in this lawsuit was one of them. Their goal was to establish a vertically integrated medical company and get one of the five licenses available oh. at that time. Gee whiz, five licenses. Right, I know. Isn't that crazy for again with the, caps. the whole state? Again with the unreasonable caps. Yeah, at that time they were talking with and making negotiations with a group called New Amsterdam Distributors, who were also seeking a license, but none of the members had any previous experience experience in the cannabis industry. So they agreed to partner and seek a license as a combined entity, which they named. New York Canna Inc. The unofficial agreement here is that the EPMMNY dudes would be <laughs> allocated 25% of the business for preparing the application and giving their experience, you know, lending their experience to it. And New Amsterdam would provide the funding and own 75% of the business. Now, they didn't sign an agreement laying out the terms of this partnership. Oops. But they joined together in June 2015 and became NYCANA with no spaces. That's their group name. Okay. So they submitted their application to the New York State Department of Health, highlighting all the experience that these dudes had. And in August 2015, um, the Department of Health 
declares who the winners of the five licenses are, and NYCANA is in sixth place. So they just oh, missed out on their license. How cruel. There were a little over 40 qualified applicants. Um, but yeah, so they were one spot away from getting a license in the initial round here. In 2017, it was expanded to 10 licenses, and they got one. Oh, nice. But in that time, there were a lot of weird business moves made. So the New Amsterdam group had merged into New York Canna, and then they changed it into NYCI Holdings, which was a company New Amsterdam solely owned. Then they okay. transferred that business license to a Delaware entity Uh-oh. called NY Space Canna LLC. Uh, so they're doing some juggle just trying to screw over the EIEIO LLC guys, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the NY Canna LLC was owned by New Amsterdam Group and Acreage Holdings, which in 2015 uh, was High Street Capital Partners. For anyone who's been following weed business. I do. I have my Charlie Day uh, chart up here with the, oh, yeah, all with the, the push pins and the strings. Yeah, I see that. It's good. It's good to keep track of these people. These hey. players, yeah, they <laughs> pop up in a lot of states. They, they do the shuffle, they do the jive, they do the Kansas City shuffle, but they're in New York. I don't understand. So you already got it. Uh, all these moves, and there's more. There's weird, weird business transactions here. Yeah. All these things squeeze the EPMMNY dudes out of the company, except for one guy who became a chief product officer Uh-oh. at Acreage Holdings, and Acreage Holdings ends up taking full ownership of this entity. Oh. So. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. In November 2018, one of the EPMMNY guys files a lawsuit against 30 defendants, which includes Acreage Holdings and Canopy Growth of Ontario, which has had plans in the recent past to acquire Acreage Holdings. Another move. Right. Another, you know. Now we even got canadians jacking this guy so obviously those plans are on hold while this thing starts rolling out what are we five years later they're finally they got heard in court today the new york supreme court judge started hearing the arguments today on of course the claim is that epmmny played an instrumental role in obtaining the medical license under which acreage currently operates in that defendants violated a contract for the ownership, management, and control of the business license. Uh, the plaintiffs, David and EPMMNY, are seeking $200 million in... and da- uh, That's the amount that the license is worth. Plus $400 oh. million in punitive damages and control of the license. Oh, man. They're going for the whole kitty, aren't they? That's right. So, uh... Well, they definitely own a chunk, it's clear, if they all, you know. Well, what worries me is how they mentioned that none of this was written down, you know. Yeah. There's no contract signed today. It's a huge mistake. Yeah. So, um, yep, first hearing today. There's a hearing scheduled for tomorrow, the next day, and January 24th. Mm. Maybe they've got cell phone recordings and shit, you know. <laughs> Gotta hope for them, for their sake. But if not, I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Tough indeed. I mean, they've already waited five years. And it's like, hey, before <sighs> we get Canada so involved, can we please sort this out? And you meanwhile, know? so you're telling me that it was five licenses and then it was 10 and they won one of those when it expanded. Right, because they but were in really, sixth place. There's only nine, license, there's only nine in operation because these 
guys can't get their act together and get on the market. No, 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 no. Acreage Holdings is kicking ass, taking names, making sales, I think. Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. They just, they just did had it, it stolen from under them. They just them. did it and cut the strings off of these other guys when they did. Right. I see. The investors. Yeah, that's even that's a little nasty. It is nasty because their application was based on the experience of that group. That's the only reason right. why they became in the top 10. Yeah, they were. We have experience. Yeah. Well, in the application, they're going to look at a bunch of different criteria that is determined by whatever department is the licensing department. And yeah, if you've got guys that you hired for their expertise and experience, and then you cut them out later, then uh, you deserve to get your ass sued. Now, hopefully, they can prove the thing. I mean, if they're not going to need a contract to prove that if they were if all of these details were listed in their application, the state will have a copy of that. I'm not sure that they are, though, because they filed as that joint group, you know, NY, CANA, or whatever. I see, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. I'm watching this. It was intriguing to me. I mean... I thought, wow, this is $600 million at stake here, plus the license. On some guys trying to play some shell game, hot hands. Hot hands, hot business. And it makes me wonder, I'm like, ooh, this could be why they wanted it to uh, be transferred over to Ontario. Yeah. You know, oh, let's let's definitely get rid of this guy. Let's cut all the strings here let's in America. Can't get across the border, eh? <laughs> yeah, they can't do anything to us up there, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you know who can do something? The people, especially in Ohio. The Coalition mm. to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol has submitted an additional 29,918 signatures this Woo! week. Hell yeah, that's a big chunk. Yeah, dude. they only needed 13,000 to be validated. So fingers crossed they've got that. They should. Yeah. More than double. Yeah. And, uh, if you have two and a half, you're considered pretty safe. Yeah. Unless the people you <laughs> had gathering were complete asshats, but no. Nah. I don't think so. No. Nah. And they were confident. They don't mess around with these things these days. They train people correctly and then they send them out. Yes. And they pay them. And they're paid, yeah. It has to be paid to get on the uh, to get going. So um, once those signatures are validated, the proposal will move forward, forcing the legislature to take up recreational and uh, see where that goes. They're, the Ohio governor says he's not going to sign legalization and he doesn't like decrim either, um, but he might support medical expansion. Hmm. So anyway, if the legislature fails, what a lame brain. the coalition just has to gather double or the same amount of signatures they gathered this last time around, uh, and then they'll get it on the ballot. Nice. So, yeah. Now, oh. is this a situation where they could override a veto with a like a super majority in the legislature? I'm not sure. A little special session action? Hopefully. Sometimes I think it works you can, that way. Sometimes you can bend your governor over and give him a good spanking in a special session if something just really has got to go through, especially when it's like people versus the state type stuff like this, you know? I just can't believe that governor is sitting there saying, nah, I don't like money, though. Uh, he's an asshat. <laughs> what? He's an asshat. <laughs> See, that's the thing. He probably gets more money from it being illegal mm. somehow, somehow, whether it's, I'm not saying necessarily it's nefarious, but, you know, the yeah. the lobbying he takes could be from public health or it could be from, you know, these pre- or, these preventionists. He really believes his con- constituents don't want to see weed legal. Nah, he's he's he is a politician. Very, <laughs> he's very deep in a hole and not doing a lot of reading. If he believes that, yeah. Well, speaking of deep in a hole and not doing a lot of reading, Governor Christy Nome in South Dakota wants the activists 
behind better marijuana laws to pay the legal bill for her lawsuit. What? Yes. The folks behind the voter-approved recreational legalization initiative. Of course, her administration came in and overturned the will of the people with a court challenge. I remember. She's saying, you know, the taxpayers shouldn't have to foot this bill. They knew going into it uh, that the reform proposal could face a legal challenge. Oh, so instead she's going to sue the political committee that did the signature gathering? Yeah. She wants them to pay the bill for her challenge. Oh, my God. She's out of her mind. Of course, it went from the lower court up to the state Supreme Court, and the justices did affirm the lower court ruling that the measure was unconstitutional because it violated the single subject rule for ballot initiatives following in the steps of Nebraska. Yes. We do not like this trend. No. Because it's just disingenuous. It's stupid. It's essentially a loophole for judicial activists to kill shit. Here's a good one. The, uh, a spokesperson from her office, Ian Fury, told the Argus leader this week, Proponents of Amendment A submitted an unconstitutional amendment and should reimburse South Dakota taxpayers for the costs associated with their drafting errors. I'm sure he's kind of just like that, too. Are you kidding me? They're going to make him pay for it? Yeah. For oh, her court, cha- her legal so fees, wrong. her court challenge, her overturning the will of the people, and the costs are being calculated, they're over $142,000 right now. I mean- And the- I get it. The taxpayer shouldn't have to pay that, but also, you shouldn't be going behind the will of your taxpayers to overturn what they voted on and approved. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane on too many levels, dude. Because you've got the governor storming in, destroying the will of the people that put the valid initiative out and passed it, overwhelmingly passed it. And then you've got- Striking it down as unconstitutional with this half-baked argument that because you want to legalize and regulate, so there's growing and there's selling involved, like, you just want to follow suit of the same thing that most other states have figured out by now, okay? Most states have at least a medical law. Almost all of them have at least a medical law. There's just a few holdouts. You're right. And they're all clinging on to (laughs) mental gymnastics like this, like saying, oh, because you want to legalize pot, a single issue, legalize pot. It takes two words to say legalize pot. That's the ballot initiative that you bring, like all the other states have brought. But you can't pass that ballot initiative because it deals with more than one subject. And what ballot initiative doesn't? No, it's pot. It's pot. What part isn't pot? Incredible to me. Incredible. And then... You hit them with the money at the end. I know. So you get to you get to subvert the will of your voters, okay? Then you get to destroy politically, financially attack your political opposition and make them pay for gutting their shit. Yes. It's she, it's unconscionable. She fucked them in the ass and now is making them pay for it. And I will say, I was reading Cato's uh, Freedom in the 50 States because they did it again. And South Dakota's fifth, and it's gone down one since 2016. They rank it on a lot of different metrics. But dude, South Dakota should sink over this kind of heavy-handed administrative action. It's crazy. It goes beyond just, we've seen the bad argument from the bench about how these this initiative is more than one question. That's what screwed Nebraska over. Uh, that's what screwed this over too. South Dakota 
is fifth in the country for freedom overall. You know, this this whole issue, and everybody, you know, tonguing Christy Gnome's hole, if we're tonguing holes tonight, they're all lapping her up like she's some big freedom lady. And then she comes and does this. She comes and does this. She subverts the will of the voters who passed a ballot initiative statewide and then sues the political action committee that made it happen. Her political opposition steals their money. Crazy. It's gross. And she tried... So South Dakota made history because this group had medical on the ballot and recreational, and the people passed both. Yep. She tried to fuck medical and didn't have her way with it, but recreational was a little bit easier to, you know, connive out. Right. So now she's standing behind the medical saying, we're going to have the best medical program out of the whole country. It's like, yeah, no thanks to you, cunt. Yeah. You didn't even want this. You fought them against that, too. Lost that battle, came back, won the recreational battle. It's just gross. It is gross. It's a total overreach. Uh, Adding and, insult to injury. And South Dakota shouldn't be five on this list, man. Cato Institute. Think about this Christy Gnome on weed stuff, man. Uh, yeah, I, and I, too, fell for the uh, Christy Gnome, cool as fuck lady, really based politician thing, but... As soon as this, as soon as the people spoke and she was like, nah, we're not going to do that, though, in my state. I was just like, wow, fuck you. All respect lost. She's like. Freedom my ass. If the Chamber of Commerce were wrapped into one lady, she's just a total Chamber of Commerce head. Which makes sense why she would do no lockdowns and then stomp weed as hard as she could into the ground. That's a total Chamber of Commerce playbook. Yep. She dicks. Yeah. Fucking, Figure it out. Fucking politicians. I give, don't like any of them. Give your bulls a tug. Give your bulls a tug, bud. They did fall one spot since... Uh, because of the cannabis issue, I bet. Could have been. But uh, it is interesting. If you go to freedominthe50states.org, you can read what the heck I'm talking about. And the Cato Institute um, publishes their, you know, their metrics and their opinion. I looked at it. And the way that they pulled their data... Um, for the cannabis section, they looked at arrests and asset forfeiture as well. That all played yeah. into it. And so Nebraska wasn't 50 where it deserves to be when it comes to the weed issue. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, how, is it, how are they not in last place? Crickety rickets up there. The yeah, kids are it, dying of the THC poisoning. I thought it was very interesting because at the top of this page, you can sort by all these different metrics they use and they're weighted differently and... You can rabbit hole in to get it explained. But there is a cannabis button with a cute little pot leaf logo if you click to the right far enough. You got to keep going. It's almost at the end there. <laughs> right before cable and right after guns, they talk about weed. Great placement. But uh, it's looking like number one is Cali, number two, Maine. Which um, also silly because look at the situation the legal businesses are in in California. They have one of the greatest emerald markets. Yeah. They're just well, it's fucking total all wild the license west. holders out. The one thing that... Yeah, Wild West, California. It's as west as you can get. Well, Everybody's just kind of doing their thing. It's not over-regulated for sure. No. It is and, silly, though. And it's... <laughs> whatever regulations do exist, the enforcement is where? I don't know. Me neither. Nowhere. I haven't yeah. seen them. You we know, saw a lot of feds playing whack-a-mole over the... You know, over the teens in the Obama years, and that's kind of just the state looks the other way, and then the, they're like, "Well, if the Fed wants to stop it, the Fed can stop it. Good luck." That was so discouraging. I remember watching videos of Feds raiding dispensaries in Colorado, and it's like 
they're not allowed to work with the banks, so they can't take, you know, plastic. They can't take debit or credit. They can only take cash. And you just see these feds walking out with their safe. Just like, wow, fucking gang with a badge here. Yep. Yep. And then what do they get to do with the money? Buy more toys. Yeah. For all this money they didn't even work for. Bonuses and bear cats, baby. On top of all the money that pays their salaries that they didn't work for, I worked for to pay them. And here they are. Anyway, number three, Alaska. Number four, uh, Massachusetts. Oh. Look at you. And number five, Oregon. Where the golden states that came out in the cannabis category specifically. Interesting. Missouri 18th out of 50, even though they are 11th overall in freedom. We get a lot of good scores when it comes to like tobacco and guns. Guns, yeah. Uh, Taxes. Taxes are like low from the state, but higher from the county if you're in, you know, the St. Louis area or the Kansas City area. What about like land freedom? Missouri do pretty good there? The problem with the land freedom is there's not enough to curb or preempt um, imminent domain here. Yeah, that's what I was saying, imminent domain. There needs to be more imminent domain protections for us to get uh, higher in the list. For real. And uh, But we did hop up huge since the last... uh, Census or whatever they did. Well, especially on the cannabis list, obviously, because we went medical. So when we went medical, we went from (laughs) number 47 in the nation high all the way up to number 16. And then- Oh, that's all it took. uh, Down to 18. Yeah. Well, I think that we'll have recreational by 2024. That's that's right around the corner. So one more cycle away, it feels like. Oh, just crossing my fingers. We're not stuck with a shitty bill. Hope not. Yeah, and it's not looking good right now. No, I'm not going to There's some doggy options, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shamed Dogan's bill in the house is the best thing that could happen right now. Yes. Which is just like, it's legal and adults can use it. They can grow it. They can use it. They can buy it and sell it. Whatever. It's legal. Yeah. That's all I want. It's just the way it has got to be. I mean, they can put it off and kick the can down the road, but it's all marching toward that. It's just... Step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, just a little inch at a time, you know. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. That's all I've got for weed stories tonight. All right, she's wrapped. Well, the Reverend did warn us that he broke his phone and might not be able to get a metal moment to us. And he always texts when it comes in, but I don't have a text from the Rev. Therefore, we will probably be playing the metal moment on Friday when we sit down with Illuminati for Bowls with Buds. Which, of course, means that we're hearing from the bowlers now. We're talking to you bowlers who called and want to talk to us about the first time you ever tongued a hole. Uh, It's been on the list for a long time. We figured now was the time to talk about it. We can talk about it. We're all friends here in the bowl. We can talk about it just like this caller did. Get vaccinated. Oh. Bowlafterbowl.com. (laughs) <laughs> so, the first time I ever tongued a hole, I was kind of young. How dare you? Maybe like 14 or 15, but it was cool. It's at the county fair. It's not what you think. I'm a tent out back, hanging out with a hot girl. Beautiful pubes. Pubes. B-E-W-B-S. Pubes. Did it. Good night. <laughs> Good, <laughs> Good night. Good night. Oh, Farmer Todd. Thank you, sir. Hot girl, uh, hot beautiful girl. Man, that might be the uh, the title for tonight. Look, it says, <laughs> "Hot girl, beautiful views, boobs, beads." Thursday. <laughs> oh yeah, boobs, beads. Boobs, beads. Uh, 
that night. That might not be a bad one. Cheers, Farmer Todd. Yes, in the bowl, sir. In the bowl. And uh, in the bowl of this bowl. Um, First time I tongued a hole is probably, uh, it's got to be something when you're small, though. You know, something obscure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably equally dirty because you don't know where that thing's been, like your mom would always tell you. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Well, not equally. Actually, well, (laughs) uh, different holes have different uh, dirty levels. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> that's your opinion, man. The, probably something like some sort of like tube or something like that, that was small enough that you could like form that, uh, suction cup with your tongue, uh, and then get it stuck to your tongue for at least a limited amount of time sure, or, uh, yeah. till your turn, tongue turned a uh, bizarre color, uh, of some sort. Um, or even like maybe stick it to your, well, anyways, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd say what? that was the first time, but uh What? The real time <laughs> happened <laughs> I didn't get a chance to do that deed until I was in my twenties. Uh it's just a matter of uh people that I was with at the time didn't uh was not uh yeah. Anyways, uh yeah. You got Anyways, whole block. Big fan ever since. So in the bowl. In the in the bowl. Or in the bulb. As some bulb. as some robots like to transcribe. In the bowl hole. <laughs> First time you ever tongued a hole, you remember it? I do. I remember it like yesterday. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. So at my great grandparents' house. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. There it was. There's Bobby. Is that Bobby or Joseph? That's Joseph. That's Joseph. Dang. So I used to uh run around my great grandparents' house. In circles and laps just to get my energy out while I was over there. Yeah. Uh, which was Monday through Friday. So every day, run around the house, getting a good view of the garden and all the trees and shrubs in the yard and whatever. And one day, I noticed that this silver maple tree in the yard was leaking this sticky, resinous looking substance Uh-oh. out of a little knot, which was like a hole on the tree. And I was like, hmm, wonder what that tastes like. <laughs> and so I just kind of uh, went over and held the tree and stuck my tongue in the hole and got a little taste of some like uh, mostly non-tasty kind of sweet substance. <laughs> Random sap? Yes, tree sap. Tongue mm. in the hole for the tree sap. First hole you ever out. tongued was a tree. You're such a hippie, dude. Oh, I know. I've always loved the plants and stuff. I was, okay, this was my entertainment for myself. I was running in circles around my house. I would do like 50 laps. Yeah. And I'd be like, hello, tree. Hello, bush. Hello, garden. Hello, tomatoes. Hello, strawberries. Hello, swing. Hello, tires. Swing. Hello, garage. Hello, shed. How old were you? Oh, well, I started doing this at like three, like as soon as I could run. as soon as you could run. Yeah. So. It's not that weird. Kids run around the house. You run around the house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, inside and out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it happens. So that's the first hole I could remember tonguing. It's a long line of tongued holes for this next caller. Oh, oh, I, oh! I see you changed it. Oh, oh yeah. now it's the first time I ever tongued a hole. So I fingered a hole. And I I'm pretty sure that up. was like a, a cicada hole or something. I found on the ground and stuck my finger in there. Oh, yeah. First time I tongued a hole. It's probably dumb and like stuck my tongue in the, the hole of a... Of a soda can or something, oh, you know, man. like an idiot. I don't like doing Out. that. But if you're talking about, you know, the front hole, well then. Oh, well then. 
first time I ever tongued a front hole. That uh, that came much later. I'm going to come. I was probably, shit, I don't know, 16? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. 16 the first time I went, I went clam digging, <laughs> muff diving, you know, munching on some carpet. Yeah. And I've been enjoying it ever since. Well, yeah, once you... And having others enjoy it, too. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys are having a, a great night. Oh, yeah. You're doing a, a great show, great service for all of us people in the bowl. And Well, shucks. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Have a great, great time. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. There it was. <laughs> Damn. I was not ready for stick. How could I not be ready for stick? Well, I know a couple ways, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we love you, Fletcher. 16, you sly dog. Wow, well, he's owie. Just inched out by Todd, Farmer Todd. Yeah, Farmer Todd. Got, it, got well, that when, tongue in at 14. When you get the county fairs rolling, then, uh, you know. You know. Yeah, no. You know, I know. This next caller, you know. Yeah. First know. time I ever tongued a hole, it was a lifesaver. Nice. Oh, I yeah. also, first time I ever kissed a girl, Ew. I was 17, and I didn't want to turn 18 being a homeschool kid and not having a kiss a girl. Oh, sure. That's cool. So I ended up making out with a girl at community college in the commons area. And um, I actually have a little bit of shit stain myself right now. <laughs> uh, I'm currently running the helipad update, okay. which I'm really excited about. Yep. Um, Lavish and I were discussing some potential new booth sounds. Yeah, uh, Using some old 8-bit, 16-bit video game stuff. Um, we might, uh, I, I never heard back from, uh, or I didn't hear back from Sir Bemrose tonight, but, uh, we may be on the lookout for producers <sighs> to send in some clips for our next Misinformed show. That's right. So, um, just keep your eyes peeled out for that. If you want to get in on that action, I'll have a post, uh, going up sometime tonight. Uh, we're just looking for short clips. And I think that was all I got in the bowl. In the bowl, booze. In the bowl. This is a clip call out. A call for clips. That's right. Yeah, we've been playing with different formats of like, how should we source the material for Misinformed Nation, you know? Because we started off with like, all right, everybody bring, well, I think originally we started off with like, everybody bring two shows, you know? And we did that for a while. And it just ended up being so much that uh, lately we've been trying all right, we'll pre-pick the shows, and everybody listen to these same, sh- you know, we started with two, but it ended up being one show. Everybody listen to this, and then bring clips from this episode, you know? So we're just playing around with different stuff. We want to see what works, and we want to see, what if we ask people for clips? And I even thought, like, what if there's always a site, kind of like the art generator, but it's like a clip, it's a clip bucket, you know? And you can toss a clip into a clip bucket. Might even be cool if you get enough of that stuff going on, people can up dude or down dude, you know, weight the content and crowdsource like crowdsource the quality of it you know no i like that just vote on is it good or is it dope or is it okay or does it suck bad clip blitz clip bucket for boost clips Booper is showing me right now in the chat but yeah we want uh we want people to send in clips to do a show so follow boobery if you're not following boobery already you're a silly man but i don't know you can't be blamed too hard because his handle is Boobery, B-O-O-B-U-R-Y, underscore, I believe, right? No, it's boo underscore berry. Boo-ry. Berry with a U. Boo underscore berry mothman. Burry. 
it keeps the crazies out. You have to put in like a some numbers for your letters or you sneak an underscore or a hyphen in because crazies and they just can't figure it out. You know, Then you only get the really cool people who can figure it out and find you. Uh-huh. The people who think. Yeah, the thinkers. The thinkers. The and, troubleshooters. And the people who will try a second time too. And a third and a fourth and a fifth time. Like the people who keep trying and don't give up. Just they never give up. It didn't work the first time they tried. That's right. Miss informed nation you figure it out (laughs) (laughs) oh masterfully done masterfully done you know it's funny that you mentioned your uh first time you ever tongued a hole because mine is not super different oh really from your it's like if your first time and net ned's first time were combined in a different way and it's like when we always used to go, we always used to go to Cracker Barrel on a Sunday. And you go in there and you get like a country breakfast. You get just like a big ass country ass breakfast. Ass breakfast. Flapjack, sausage links, bacon, toast, oatmeal, you know, whatever. You get like eight different breakfast stuffs. But they always used to, and I thought this was like the most groovy thing in the universe. They give you the syrup for your pancakes, and you get, like, uh, your own little bottle of it. So they bring you out, looks like an airplane shot bottle, maybe a little bigger, not much bigger, of syrup. So you dump all that on your pancakes, but of course, you know, there's, like, that syrup left in that bottle. Mm. You can jam your tongue down in there and get, like, the sweet sweetness. Probably sweeter than the tree. Definitely sweeter than the tree. (laughs) I'm gonna go out on a live and guess. But then, like, Ned was saying... You get a little, you get a little suction, suck the air out of there, and then put your tongue over it. Then you know you could get it stick to your tongue and hang off of your tongue. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was like the constant. That's when you were done. You know, everyone knew you were done eating because now your tongue in the hole over there in the syrup bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could make the most annoying, different, like tiny farty sounds by pulling your tongue off of the bottle. Oh yeah, good and slow, good and fast. Yeah, you know, you got to vary it. Oh yeah. Mix it up. You know, Blueberry brought up a good point in his uh, voicemail. He talked about tongue in the face hole. Yes. Which, for some sick reason, had not even come to mind for me. Oh. My brain went, ah, yes, the tree, the knot in the tree, and then vagina. (laughs) Well, yeah, most people made the leap from uh, uh, not the hole to yes the hole. Or really, it was like, over this past week, I was like, vagina, vagina, vagina. There had to be a hole before the vagina. And then I was like, oh, yes, that maple. Vagina. Silver maple. <laughs> the tree. Low which, tree. Which came first, that age-old question, the tree or the vagina? Definitely the tree. I believe it was the tree. Yes. Yeah. That only makes sense. Well, all of that stuff came before this next caller. In the bowl, bowlers. In the bowl. Yeah, happy bowl. bowl to you. Yes. First time I have ever well. tongued a hole. Uh, I believe I was, uh, in college and I, re- I recall the, the event fondly and I remember it being a very easygoing, clean, um, enjoyable experience. You know, it wasn't something that I, that left a, a bad impression on me, a stain, if you will. Now, the last time I stuck my tongue in a hole, mm-hmm. which I think was last month, that was not so fun. Oh. I, that was, ooh, I mean, I love the gal, no doubt about it, but goddamn, I think I fucking gave myself gingivitis or something. Oh, no. <laughs> so you, just, you can't, you gotta watch out 
for that sort of thing. It's not all sunshine you know, and rainbows, yeah. Even though it's a lot of fun, there are repercussions. And, uh, oh, wow, Orion is perfectly fit right now into where there's no cloud in the sky. Nice. That's really nice. I bet Orion up in the sky is tongue to hole or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? Oh, we're doing pretty good, right. dude. Keeping uh, it on the rails, but love only you guys. Just... I can't wait to, to hang out. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All oh, right. yeah. All right. In, the bowl. in the bowl. In the bowl. Yes. So excited. One and only lavish. Thank you, sir. And Booberry of Behind the Schemes. Yeah, I'm looking at Moan Days at 9 p.m. Central. I'm looking forward to meeting both of you mofos. That'd be fun. Everybody, there's going to be a lot of bucket list people at this damn Tennessee meetup. Got to get your ass there. I'll link it in the show notes. RSVP. Get somewhere nearby. Ugh, it's going to set the bar pretty high for Valentine's Day, though. Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> well. The unbeatable Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, well. Might as well just get the best one ever out of the way, you know. Yeah. In my experience, every Valentine's no, 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 every Valentine's Day has been better than the last. Ooh la la! So I think it's only up the mountain from here. Well, I like that optimism. We just keep getting higher and higher. And the, you know, behind the curtain, it's an optimistic place in general. This next caller comes from an optimistic place. Ah, uh, shit! I forgot the cocaine part. Oh yeah. I I think we're at the point where we're consistently going to do chapters now, and I couldn't be more excited. Oh, yes. Woo! Double tap in the bowl. I'm hoping, Boobs, to like learn a thing or two from you about chapters and um, maybe even these item-level splits I still need to write up. I mean, I know how to do that, but I just need... My gap right now is I need an automation uh, solution, and I know I can do it. I've built middle tier logic into plenty of applications before and I've built databases <sighs> it's just like I've never connected these certain parts and then had them to an uh, RSS or having it write XML so that's the part that's the little part that I have to figure out how to get my front end to write XML and you also mentioned uh, slipping new boost sounds in that that's going to be super tight I would love to be able to customize what sound it makes depending on the level and you know, have a cutoff where it doesn't make a sound at all below, I don't know, maybe 69 is your minimum, something like that. Yeah, for, for a sound. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a oof or a 69 noise. Something that's like short, but, you know, it happens. Just the you pins know what it is. going down when the ball strikes them all. Uh, maybe something even like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just like... like a slurp sound. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah. You know, something. Something where everybody knows, oh, 69 came through, you know. Your minimum should be 420. Cold Acid is a true uh, business-minded individual who underestimates my love of the number 69. Well, thank you, Bowlers, for weighing in on the first time you ever tongued holes. and uh, We got a list of first-time-I-evers we need to cover? We do. We do. Uh, I, the one that caught my eye today was... Uh, have we done, like, the first kiss thing? Eh, I don't think so. First time I ever, uh, first time I ever kissed. A lover uh, or... Yeah, a romantic interest. How do we say I it guess. so that it's not like, well, my mom kissed me on the cheek when I was a baby. First time I ever kissed a girl, I guess we could just make it a girl. Oh. Screw it. Make wow. it a girl. Okay, well, we there could. We, go. we could. I'm just saying the options. We also have, first time I ever found a dead animal, first time I ever <laughs> fucked no, I with like a the, Ouija board. I like the kiss. I like the kiss. I just, you know, we could go from lewd, into the kiss. from lewd to wholesome week to week Whole. to week. 
from from whole some from all holes to wholesome. front hole mouth yeah. hole not front hole mouth hole genius how did i not see face that? hole <laughs> okay first time i ever kissed what how are we phrasing it kissed uh, a girl kissed a girl thank you there we go yeah girls are funner to kiss anyway i've heard yeah i that's believe just, it it's just what i've heard it's my personal opinion and I just have heard that reinforced by people of both genders enough to think that it's probably true. Oh, but cold acid comes in with first time I ever kissed someone romantically. That's so Which much... opens it up. Yeah. First time I ever kissed someone romantically. First you time... really liked girls. First time I ever kissed... Girls, girls, girls. I just go with girls. Ever First time I ever all right, all right. kissed how a about, girl. How about we compromise? We say first time I ever kissed a girl romantically. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> because then kidding. that weeds out moms and grandmas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sir Spencer completely wrong. Kissing girls is gross. I know that's how you get cooties. That's but... just like your opinion, man. <sighs> no, I'm, uh, I'm open to being very wrong, very wrong. Yeah, let's just go with uh, first time I ever kissed someone romantically. Okay, someone opening it up. We reward the bowlers, and we specifically reward cold acid, and then. The great thing about that is if it goes spectacularly wrong, then we can blame cold acid. Like, this was all yes. his idea yes. in the first place. Yeah, it seems great to me. Perfect. And that leaves us with uh, one activity left. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling! Yeah, I'm ready. So this first story for the lanes comes in from none other than Sir Oma, where an Omaha woman called police for help controlling one of her cats after she threatened it with a timeout. A 52-year-old lady. Two of her cats were fighting, and so she warned the more aggressive kitty that she was going to put it in its room when it became oh, no. enraged <laughs> and attacked her. Uh, you got to be shitting me. I'm not shitting you. The cat might be, but I'm not. She was able to corral the cat and lock it in a bedroom while she waited for the police to show up. And respond to her call. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Yeah. Bowls well, the cat. She was taken to a Nebraska Medical Center for treatment of multiple superficial claw marks. And the cat was taken into custody by officers from the Nebraska Humane Society. I don't know if it'll be charged with a feline. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Uh, our taxpayer money at work, folks. Oh, Bowlers. No, Can you believe you it? didn't just do that. Uh, now you got cold acid all jitty in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That broadsided me. Good work. Well, how about this? Gruyere cheese does not have to come from the Gruyere region of Europe to be sold under the Gruyere name, a federal judge ruled this week. Cool. Yeah, well, a consortium of Swiss and French cheesemakers from the region around the town of Gruyere, Switzerland, sued in a U.S. district court in Virginia after the Federal Trademark Trials and Appeals Board denied an application for trademark protections. The consortium says Gruyere has been made to exacting standards in the region since the early 12th century, and cheese made outside the region can't truly be called Gruyere. That's right. The judge found American consumers don't associate the Gruyere name with cheese made specifically in that region due to decades of importation and production outside of the region. Man. 
Why do we got to ruin cool old shit like that? Well, you know, the FDA regulates the use of the Gruyere name, and uh, none of the requirements specify origin. Huh. So the consortium is appealing the ruling. So this is not the end. They're not giving up the war. It's still on. Um, but interestingly, a senior vice president for trade policy with the U.S. Dairy Export Council said this legal battle is part of an increased effort in Europe to seek international <coughs> trade protections for a variety of products, including gorgonzola, asiago, feta cheeses, and bologna lunch meats. Bologna lunch meats? Bologna assortment, you know? I think if we just started uh, putting B-A-L-O-N-E-Y on the package, they'd be fine <laughs> with it. Yeah, well, yeah. Clearly, this doesn't come from bologna. Look That's how it's it spelled. That's what it actually is, anywhere. anyway. Anyway, <laughs> B-A-L-O-N-E-Y. Well, they only want to protect the G-N-E-A one, too. Getting pounds of that phony baloney. Yeah. Americans love to fill up on phony baloney, huh? I'll tell you what. And we don't know what words mean. No. That's but for sure. Words mean? Words have but no meaning. But we know the fucking cheese that's good. We know the good type of cheese. Yeah. We know what color the fucking wrapper it comes in, and we'll buy it every time. Yeah. And we... And we don't give a shit if it came from... We might not be able to walk down an aisle of cheese and not say that cheese is Gouda. <laughs> I did that the other day to my four-year-old and was like, fuck you. What? <laughs> In my head. Oh, <laughs> uh, you you're really on a roll that? tonight. I can't believe you. Mm, we are on the lanes. You I've know. never seen you in quite this form before, I don't think. DeLorean in rare form. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so FedEx asked the Federal Aviation Administration this uh, past week to let it install anti-missile lasers on its cargo planes, just in case. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I guess with the right military equipment, a single person can target a plane from, like, three miles away using a heat-seeking missile. And yeah, it's, you know, I mean, hard to detect that person. If I'm flying around in an airplane... And I know they sell lasers that can shoot missiles and blow them up before they hit your airplane. You're gonna want that. I'm gonna say, hey, let's uh, get uh, let's get some of those on my airplane. That sounds pretty badass. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah, sounds like a step in the right direction. Really, is anybody gonna shoot a missile at me? Eh, probably not. But... Fuck around and find out. But if they do, and you don't have those lasers, you've got like that last five seconds to just be like, fucking really? I knew it. Yeah, don't fuck with my cargo. Yeah, come on. Yeah, so the request was uh, originally filed January 4th, and this week was just put out for the public. So if you got a comment you'd like to make on it, you know, opinion you think is very important that needs to be heard, you can go make a comment on it. Say yay or nay to this idea. Yes, make your voice heard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Type louder. Yeah, all yeah. caps. All caps seems to get certain people going. Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned Cracker Barrel tonight because a Tennessee jury ordered Cracker Barrel to pay a man $9.4 million after he was served a glass filled with a chemical instead of water. See, there's a strike for my boy and a gutter ball for Cracker Barrel, man. What did you do? Well, the incident occurred eight years years ago and has just reached this decision oh man well we got the right to a speedy trial right 
But imagine, if you will. That's just criminal, though. That's you're sitting down in the Cracker Barrel. You order a water. It comes to the table. It looks like water. You take a sip. And then your whole mouth and esophagus is just on fire, just burning, and you can't get rid of it. Turns out, dude was served eco-san. Oh, my God. The, the kitchen cleaner. Kitchen sanitizer? Yeah. I remember that shit just from my undiluted, Wendy's days. Just undiluted? Yeah, just, just put in a glass. Does it have a smell? Doesn't it smell? See, that I, shit smells, I would it? think so. It smells like kind of bleachy. I mean, it's not like, not like ammonia where you're like, wow, but... It's got a smell, right? You would imagine. That's definitely how I imagine it. Seems a, personal. Was a waitress a like uh, sh- shading on the guy or something? Yeah. Was he a dick? I don't know. Did he have it coming? I don't know. Yeah. But he's get. He should be getting a bunch of money for it because uh, you can't do that. No. And, and even if he knew what it was, you know, maybe it's worth taking that sip and suffering uh, some internal damage just to get the settlement later. You can't. Nah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I'm not into physical injury. I'm not into pain when it's unnecessary. So, None of this is good. Plus, I read that this dude is still suffering from symptoms um, from these injuries, and so he's just yeah. been paying medical fees. That would fuck you up permanently. I don't want any ailment for the rest of my life in exchange for some kind of deal. No, thank you. No, I wouldn't either, but it's a choice some people might make. Maybe. And some people might be crazy. Yeah, that's some people is not me. Uh, but then again, I'm the one who's always sniffing my water before I take a sip of it. So, you know. Yeah. You, you don't just drink the water. You've got to do at least some bare minimum make sure stuff first. Yeah. When I first saw the headline of chemical instead of water, I thought of all the times you get that crappy water out of the uh, fountain machines. And it's got that taste like someone just quite ain't right with it. Yeah. You know? It's almost like, oh, they cleaned the machine too good. And you can sort of <laughs> imagine the taste of the cleaner. It's yeah. just something a little off. And so at first I thought the story was going to be like that. And I was like, dang, I should have kept a record of every time the water tasted off. <laughs> but no, this was some bad, bad shit. Ugh. Yeah. Indeed. Straight out the squirt bottle, man. Seems like a tough mess up to make. Yeah. You know, when you... When you're a waiter and you're filling up a drink for a customer, you take a cup, you put ice in it, and then you push it against a drink machine, just like if you're a fat fuck at McDonald's making doing it yourself. You know, they have those dispensers. Yeah, worst case scenario, you're turning the handle on the tap water, but... I guess worst case scenario would be you're pouring it out of a pitcher. And if a okay. pitcher is open, maybe somebody... But at no point should the... Kitchen cleaning agent be poured into a pitcher I'm or just, a glass. I'm just trying to come up in my head with a scenario where it reasonably happens on accident, and it's very difficult for me to think. This is uh, one scenario. Those EcoSan uh, cleaners, I think, usually come in a plastic bottle. Yeah. So you're dunce. You put the plastic bottle on the edge of something. It falls, and then it gets a crack, and it starts leaking out. Someone just grabs a glass, sets the bottle on top of it so that it'll drip in there, and then the bottle gets thrown out. And then they ended up being called to do something else, and they forgot to pour the cup into another plastic container because they don't have one readily available, you know? It was just a, let's save the cleaner, you know, we can just dip our sponge in this for now. And then some waitress, she might be new, she might be tarted, she comes and she just grabs the glass, she says, oh, thank goodness, there's some water right here, I don't even have to go to the fountain machine, save myself six steps. And she just puts it down. Maybe the guy ordered it with no ice. Damn. See, because the ice kind of... 
makes that theory a little shaky for you, me. Maybe like, she scoops some ice into it and runs it back out there because oh, she's yeah. slammed. Yeah. All right. You came up. You came up with like a plausible. I just pulled it out of my ass. It's just scenario a of. Uh, I I kind of doubt it still. Me too. <laughs> at least you have how it could have happened in the accident. I like it. Yeah. Well, I like this next story. Some dude with a metal detector was out just playing around, and he found one of England's first gold coins, a Henry III gold penny, minted in 1257. Yes, it depicts the king sitting on an ornate throne, pondering an orb as one does, Hell yeah. and holding a scepter. He gets another one for that. There are only eight of these coins known to remain in existence. And he found one of them. Hell yeah. Random anon with a metal detector. Just having fun. And uh, he didn't realize it was valuable at all. So he posted a picture. Oh, that's your first mistake. Well, luckily for him, there was something that passed in 96 that says, if you find a treasure, you can keep it in England. Oh, cool. So someone just alerted him. Um, dude, that is a very rare find and you're going to want to get some money for it probably. The pre-sale estimate is $546,000. But me personally, I think I'd keep that gold piece. Hell yeah, I'd keep it. You tell me there's only nine? Like, yeah, no, it's one of the eight. One, of the, one eight. of the eight. There's only eight. There's only eight. It's one of the eight. Yeah. Wow. It's worth more than 546000 measly cuckaroos. Yeah. But then you have to get guards or some shit. Mm, you should just take Bitcoin for it. Yeah. That's the solution. There you go. Trade it for Bitcoin. Kind of like this uh, extremely rare 555.55 carat black diamond that's going up for auction. Uh, You can buy it with any cryptocurrency, apparently. Uh, That will be on the table. You know, just going to the highest bidder, of course. Its pre-sale estimate is around 6.8 million doll hairs. Woo! Yes. uh, Yeah. I like money, though. Soothbees in Dubai unveiled it yesterday and have called it the Enigma. It's going on tour in Dubai and then Los Angeles before it gets auctioned off in London next month. The origin of this black diamond is a mystery, um, but some hypotheses as to where it came from is that maybe a meteor impact uh, created it, or it came from a diamond-bearing asteroid that collided with Earth. Black diamonds found in the ground have only been discovered in Brazil and Central Africa. And to go along with the 555.55 carats, it has 55 facets. It's like a palm stone of black diamonds. Pretty, or singular black diamond. Pretty cool. Good find. That is an awesome find, man. And you can purchase it with crypto. That's cool, man. I love rare stones and pretty stones. Oh, yeah. When they come together as a pretty rare stone. I'll drop the picture of it in the chat because um, it does look like something that would have come from outer space. I understand why they were thinking asteroid or meteor. Five fifty-five, fifty-five carat man. Yeah, that's so goofy. It's pretty spooky looking. That is spooky. Looks powerful. No like doubt, it has some bro. unlocked. Uh, this chick got to touch it. Like, I'll oh, just and, touch it. And look Can I how just hold it? She's holding it right close to her face, just like, sucking in all that energy. Yeah, that's the move. No doubt. Yeah. She got the best deal of all. Oh, I know. Just to hold it. 
because you know if you see it on tour it's going to be locked in glass with right, the little laser yeah. things around it and then velvet ropes in front of the laser beams and you know yep cat burglars this is the one you want to go for not legal advice not criminal <laughs> advice not even advice Elk, but, we've all read batman that's the one you want right there yeah speaking of batman did you see that the joker was causing problems today in gotham city missouri oh <laughs> yes yeah we got an alert on our phones <laughs> describing the joker's vehicle <clears throat> and it was a blue alert which means that an officer had been injured right yeah that's what a blue alert is for well not long after you said did you get that phone alert? You know, I said, yes, I did. And I immediately dismissed it without reading it. And you were like, it was for the freaking Joker. There was another alert that came out that was like, hey, ignore that alert that just went out. Well, it was just a test. We were just running a test. Well, I got, because I'm on some old mailing list for my time, from my time as a crime editor at a student newspaper, um, that this they were doing a uh, test, but they inadvertently sent it to wireless devices statewide. Huh. Yeah. That was supposed to just be a little internal check-in internal on the Blue joke. Alert system. Well, the secret's out. Missouri, Missouri State Highway Patrol's a bunch of huge dorks. I mean, who doesn't want to be Batman? Huge dorks. He's got all the toys. At least they picked the cooler Joker car. Yeah, purple and green. 78. Yeah, this is literally word for word what they sent to everybody. Oh, yeah, you screen capped it. Emergency alert severe, right? And then it says, all caps, Gotham City Mo Purple Green 1978 Dodge 3700 GT Mo, you kid me. Mo, you kid me. That's the license plate. Missouri plates, you kid me. Oh, God. (laughs) So, like, my first initial reaction was like, you know, Gotham City, Missouri, dude was like my gut like took the bait and uh, reaction and then i'm like purple green 78 dodge 3700 gt what is this guy rolling around in and then it said mo you kid me and i was like bro somebody hacked the fucking alert system that was like that was what i concluded by the time i got to the end of this thing i was like wait a second and then this little bitly link uh follow along for fun bitly dot uh or it's bit.ly slash mo alerts Capital M O capital A alerts. Uh, that redir- that's just a simple redirect bitly to the MSHP Twitter. Oh, did they publish a tweet? When An I looked and when statement? I was tweeting and goofing on everybody, they didn't. But that's hilarious. They had to put a presser out, like a press release on the. Yeah, I got that right after pretty much that. Uh, oops, so there was a mistake. Alert came out. I was just like, surely they wouldn't do a test. Because if you do a test to the public, you have to say it's a test, like, in the test. Right, and it... You don't push the message out and then say, oh, all clear, just test, not test, test. Yeah. I was like, nah, somebody fucked up on that one. Oopsie poopsie. Because then public safety message was the next one, and it said, the previous alert was a test. This is a cancellation of the blue alert test. Mm -hmm. So the first one didn't even say it was a blue alert. It just had the vehicle description. But then when they canceled it, they were like, oh, yeah, we canceled that blue alert. Boy, 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 boy. I don't know, man. They really stepped on the rake on that one. Yeah. I sense changes coming to the IT department. For real. <laughs> you pushed the wrong button. Yep. Well, uh, a New Zealand man, New Zealand man, found 
Well, let me just start with a story and not spoil the headline, actually. This dude went for a swim. Okay. Gets out of the water and is like, man, my ear's clogged. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Puts some swimmer's ear drops into uh, his ear to try and remedy it. No relief. Goes to bed, wakes up the next morning. The pressure is worse. So he goes to his doctor. The doctor says, oh, it's just some dead skin cells. You should try drying your ear with a hair dryer to clear out the canal. That didn't work. He tried that. He blew the hell out of his ear with the hair dryer. No, no, no. Heated it up. Cooked it, if you will. Oh, no. So he's like, ah, I can't get no relief. I'm going to an ear, nose, throat specialist. And when he did, the specialist took a one little peek in there and said, oh, my goodness. And he said, what is it? What is it? It's a dead cockroach in your ear. Oh, stop. How dare the cockroach? Yeah. And he killed the cockroach by frying it with that hair dryer. Oh, no. It was like just (laughs) hanging out for a while. And then he's like, it's going to die. It's like. Two days of the cockroach just hanging, and then he just eated it to death. Good news is that uh, the doctor got it out in five minutes, and there were no eggs inside of his oh, ear, because, of course, that's what stop. they have to look for next. Holy shit. Eggs don't be good. No. It's rare for people to show up to a doctor with a cockroach in their holes of any <laughs> sort. Okay. But if someone does show up and has a bug in their holes, it's most likely a cockroach, because... Yeah, no, they want to find dark, moist places to hang out in. Oh, not the cockroach. Yeah, so if you see a cockroach, kill it. Kill it with fire or hair dryer. Oh, that might be the ugliest gutter ball we've ever rolled. Yeah, maybe. Whew. Yeah, let's try this next one. Uh, Sunnyvale, California. All right. They have a bird problem. Oh, no. Crows, specifically. They see it as a problem. There's a lot of them. All right. I'm shit interested. ton of crows, shitting everywhere, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, as birds do. That's always the problem with birds, isn't it? It's the poop. It's the poop. It's like when you get too many goddamn Canada gooses around, and they're just shitting, and you slip in it. And... No, yeah, it just no, gets no, everywhere, no, no, you know. It's so. no good. It's no good. Yeah. Well... Sunnyvale has always had crows roosting downtown, but during the scamdemic, I guess the number really, really grew, and residents are complaining about it being a noise nuisance, the crows cawing all the time, restaurants are having a problem because no one wants to dine outside and get pooped on, so the city tried using a hawk to chase him out, kill him, whatever. Didn't work. Crows came right back after that. Damn. Then the city tried reflectors. No use. Their third line of defense they're going to try? Green laser pointers. Starting at the end of this month, everyone on the city staff and all the residents are going to be armed with green lasers and just shoot them at the birds. Immediately. Immediately. Right. Immediately, I was like, isn't that a danger for planes, though? Like shooting lasers into the sky? Because. It's a danger for everyone around. Yeah, yeah. Any creature with eyes, it's a danger for them, yes. Right. Blind the crows, blind the people, Man. blind the pilot of the plane. I don't think this is a solution at all. I think this will cause bigger problems yeah. than crows <clears throat> hanging out. This seems like some solution that like some kind of a laser salesman would propose, <laughs> don't you think? Oh, yes. That would make nothing but sense to me. Mayor, mayor, I'm the... 
chief of sales down at uh, Acme Lasers. So you got a bird problem. I got a laser solution for you. Lasers have been shown to be highly effective against, what'd you say you had? Crows? Lasers have been shown to have highly effective against crows. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'll get you the study later today. And for just $5 million, we can make sure everyone in Sunnyvale has a laser. C-Dubs is right. Careful with crows. They can remember human faces. Yeah. Better make sure your laser hits, jackasses. Oh, that's why I don't like this. I love the crows. I have a good bond with the crows in our neighborhood. Well, the crows, and, the crows know what they're doing. Yeah, they're so smart. and They're going to win. There's stories of crows helping law enforcement find missing children, you know, and then other people who just have good relationships with crows, they'll bring them shiny things that they find. Mm-hmm. Crows are cool as fuck. I think they should just befriend the crows and put them to work instead of just trying to injure them off. Well, clearly they're not having any luck understanding the crows. <gasps> If they've gone from, what did you say they started off with? Hawks. Oh, right. Hawks. Well, hawks. Use some birds against the birds. Now, where was cats in the equation? Because a cat's going to fuck up a bird way faster than a hawk. I don't know. Hawks are like, you know, territorial. It's like you got one hawk and they're doing this part. Plus, you got to pay the hawk handler, you know? Cats, man. You know, a pack of cats and they'll go fuck off to their own separate place, but then they'll go rumble with the crows. Just take them out one at a time, you know? You would think, but here we are. And then the crows would get wise and probably go elsewhere, but yeah, well, you know. I think you nailed it. I think a laser salesman just saw the inn and took it. I see laser sales written all over that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, no sales here. A bunch of wind-created sand sculptures popped up on a Michigan beach this week. Pretty cool. People are calling them sand hoodoos. Do what? You do. <laughs> Remind me of the babe. Oh, boy. I'm putting a picture in the bowl chat. Okay. Because um, they're just strange and beautiful. And uh, they are created when parts of the sand freeze and then the wind blows through it. Leaves huh. them in these shapes. The tallest ones are about 15 inches. So, of course, you know, got to go see them now while they're there because... If a, the wind comes back, it might knock them down, or if the temperatures go up. They'll melt. They'll collapse, yeah. Crumble and melt, kind of. Yeah. Those are pretty cool looking, man. They, yeah, they are. Nature's one of the best artists going on, no doubt about it. I would say the best. Yeah. Look at the things Mother well, Earth that's provides. The thing. like, all of our art, especially the best of our art, is just trying to express what n- nature is anyway. So. Yes. It's like the source of art. And yeah, that's a great picture of it, man. Something beautiful about the temporary state of it, too. Yeah, no doubt. It's like, uh, you know, it's like that the Buddhists of... totally ripped their shit off from this beach. <laughs> We've been doing sand art. Monk see, monk do. <laughs> nice. And one couple, if they see, they might pick it up. Uh, they were a couple in North Carolina who enjoyed taking long walks on the beach and collecting shells. And then one day they started finding these large bones on the beach, so they decided to collect those too. That was back in the 1970s. Uh, they have since died, and their collection was turned over to the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, where it was discovered that these large bones belonged to the now extinct North Atlantic gray whale. Whoa. Yes, this whale has been extinct since the 1700s. Dang. And from all the bones they picked up, they have the most complete specimen of its kind. So those bones 
made their way to the Smithsonian. Awesome. Yep, and they've been there since late 2021. You love to see it. You love to see it. And you know what else you love to see? What's that? A lost pet. Be found. Yeah, absolutely. I was hoping you were going to be found. <laughs> well, dig this. Had me hanging there. Two brothers in Houston built an outdoor enclosure for their three hermit crabs, and two of them escaped. Oh, naughty boys. So, of course, they looked all around with their mom and didn't see it in the yard or whatever, and it's just kind of like, eh, that's a goner, I guess. And see ya. Nice knowing ya, little hermy. Well, one day, a runner was in the neighborhood and uh, was running along and saw something kind of odd sitting next to the sidewalk, then recognized it as a hermit crab because her kids have hermit crabs and brought it home with her, then posted a picture to the face bag, as, of course, as a normie would. would. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it kind of blew up. And people were able to find the brothers that the hermit crab belonged to and bring it back home. What so. a wholesome, feel-good story. How that it. little one-inch crabby in the shell survived for, uh, that was, yeah, what, three months later. Whoa. He's a real trooper. Yeah. He survived for three months. Now they just got to find his brother. The second, her- I don't know if they're brothers, but the second hermit crab that wandered off, you know? They, they were just roommates now. And Let's not get crazy. They were, they were just roommates. You know. Yeah. But the brother is keeping the faith that they'll find it. Find that second one since they found the first. Against all odds. Yes. Well, that's lovely. It's, uh, you really turned us around there on those rolls, man. Yeah, you know, I tried to save, uh, yeah, I tried to build it up. And, you know, sometimes you need that practice throw. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. That makes sense. It's embarrassing, but sometimes there's a few gutters in the beginning. And then you start getting into the swing of things, start drinking a little bit more, find the zone. Well, you certainly found the zone tonight. I will give you that. Find the zone? I live in the zone. <laughs> I am the zone. <laughs> That's right, bowlers. That's right. Well, you know what the zone's going to be on Friday. It's going to be Illuminati on Bulls with Buds. So come and join us for that. But until then, you know I'm going to be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm going to be Dame DeLorean. And until Friday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Yeah, yeah. It feels so good. We need babies. Pounding the old in and out, eh? Man, don't you keep up with current events? We ain't illegal no more, nigga. Uh, value! All cash, baby. No offense, but uh, cigarettes are kind of strong. We ain't smoking cigarettes, we smoking that weed. 